Ah, uh, pirates. A term that conjures imagery of daring adventurers amidst the boundless skies and untamed wonders of the Jade Reach. But let us not be too hasty in our judgments of these high-flying rogues, for among the countless buccaneers and marauders, there exists the rare breed of a truly good sky pirate. You see, my dear listeners, sailing through the Age of Elements amidst the celestial dance of the stars, there soars a crew that defies the stereotypical notions of piracy. Known as the Skyfire Pirates, they are led by none other than the indomitable Captain Serenity and her loyal first mate, Shilong. The Skyfire Pirates are no common thieves, but bold explorers seeking not just the riches, but the wonders of this enigmatic world. Their airship, that magnificent Shadows Chimera, transverses the heavens, carrying a crew as diverse as the constellations above. And so, my friends, let us not judge Sky Pirates by the deeds of the few, but rather set our sights on these specific pirates, who prove that even amidst the skies, goodness and courage can thrive. So buckle up and prepare for the tale of high-flying exploits, hidden treasures, and the triumph of honor over lawlessness. For in the boundless skies of the Jade Reach, the Skyfire Pirate sails a beacon of hope. My name is Christopher Rondo, and welcome to Skyfire, where the winds of destiny carry the Sky Pirates to places beyond imagination. It's evening in the Star Scout Inn. We see a slight sprinkle of snow falling down, mixture with some wintry hail, but the town is alive. Mantra is a small lumber city, only about a couple hundred people, and every night they find themselves in the Sun Scout Inn. But something is amiss this time. There's a lot of crowded people, but there was a large gasp. I need you guys to roll for initiative. Please use perception. Starting this off great. First roll, a nat 20. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, got a, I got a nat 3, so I'm going to sense a theme. Above 30? 26 to 30. 21 to 25? 24. Check. 24 as well. Nice. You can go first. We'll put you above. Appreciate it. 16 to 20. Nah. 11 to 15. 12. 12 is, is what I got. You're not last. Well, that's good to know. That makes me happy, because there was only two numbers I could roll lower. All right. Shu, in front of you, you see a group of people getting to their feet. They are pushing their chairs back, trying to figure out what's going on and why there is a panic in the corner. You and your group has been paying attention though. You do know that one of the denizens are getting a little handsy with one of the 
women patrons here. And this seems to have escalated to something you can't can't really see at the moment. Shu, why don't you go ahead and describe your character and tell me what you want to do. Right, so Shu is a about a six foot tall kitsune. Really does hunch over a lot, so they seem almost more like five and a half feet tall most times. They hold themselves very kind of close, trying to not stand out too much. But at the commotion, they're definitely going to perk up, uh, take their legs off the table, and stand up to their full height. You see a simply cloaked figure wearing with bandages that kind of run down to the very ends of their hands. As they look towards the table, they're going to try to discern what's going on. I'll let you roll a perception check for an action. Okay, thank you. That is a 20 on perception. You take a look and you see a very large dragonkin man. He stands up probably taller than most people in this bar, six foot six, holding a dagger. And this dagger is out. You can see that it's dripping with something. You can't really tell the color of the, of the liquid off the weapon. And in his other hand, he is holding on to a piece of fabric of some sort. The fabric doesn't seem to be attached to anything. It's not really following any of the physics that someone is holding or wearing this this piece of fabric, but it's definitely there. It could be a towel, could be a napkin, or it could be something else. Okay. With that, she's going to assume the worst. They're going to go straight into action mode and you know, start wading through this crowd to get there moving just in a straight line as far as they can, avoiding patrons and tables. We're going to call going through the center of the room difficult terrain, unless you have something that you can move through crowds without an issue. No, sadly. So we're going to be with that information. Is it okay if I modify that to going around? Absolutely. I think it might even be faster. Okay. So they're actually going to kick up and kind of run right by Jasper, maybe even tapping him on the shoulder to to get his attention, and run just about 50 feet kind of towards, around the table towards the crowd. And that is all my actions. Bilge. Bilge looks up over his coat collar, putting down the hand of cards. His coat is aged and tattered. It looks like he's taken every effort to not care for it, and it's definitely the most distinguished thing about him. His whiskers twitching. He sees the motion. He doesn't know the details yet, but he knows. It's a motion of violence. People are gathering and scurrying all at the same time. He stands, and disregarding, I guess, the social etiquette, he begins to trot through tables and people and even hops up on some of the chairs if necessary so he can gauge this all for himself yeah, go ahead and roll me a perception check and if oh you're jumping through the crowd i see go ahead oh, yes. and and yes. roll me an acrobatics check i will allow you to negate some of this difficult terrain if you're actually jumping from table to table 17 total yeah absolutely so we will allow you to recover one action to get to that point so you can be there with one action left. I want to remind you, no weapons are drawn at this exact moment, so consider that as well. Can I freely see the man or the person wielding the dagger? Correct. About 20 feet in front of you, 
he is standing there. He's a dragonkin. You can see his bluish scales. He has some interesting bracers on the on his wrist that seem to signify something based on its engravings. Like you're not really quite sure about those details. And he's standing at a table with three other people, and all four of them have this weird blue bandana tied up right above their left arm. This bandana does have a symbol on it, but it's kind of hard to tell in the commotion at the moment. Okay. Bilge adjusts his aged leather, and it is almost soundless. He points to the, to the dagger and begins to speak to the crowd, trying to demoralize him. Finally, someone who appreciates playing with blades as much as me. Go ahead and roll, please. Oh, it's almost a natural. All right, we're, we got a 15. Well, the CC is 12 for this one. He's not, he's not, very, not very wise, so we're going to take that Frighten 1 penalty. So, there is some movement coming from the crowd. Bilge will notice that several people stand up. A couple of them are drawing weapons. But the other person at your table is a simple monkey man. He stands at about 5 foot 10. He has a short sword and a rapier. He is going to pull his hood back and reveal this amber fur color and these piercing green eyes. Seems fairly young for his monkey-like complexion. Shen draws his rapier and decides to follow Shu to the crowd, even running past them due to his positioning around the table. There will be more movement coming from the blue bandana group, but this will take us to Yasper. When we think of an orc, we make certain assumptions, big, tough, green. So when this figure sitting at the table that apparently is not paying attention puts their book down, we see a pale orc who, with his high widow peak, you might wonder, was he a sickly child? And you might assume that. But as Jasper Klieg gets tapped on the shoulder as Shu runs around, he is immediately into action. Even though he's a little late to the party, he's ready to go. And pulls something out with unnatural speed, but looks at it. It's a device with a wooden handle and a black barrel, and written on the side is Mrs. Locke. But he thinks it's maybe not quite time to do that. So standing up, he addresses the crowd. Everyone here, I believe there is a good chance fisticuffs are occurring. I suggest everyone leave, and I'll roll diplomacy to see if I can get some of the crowd out of here. Yeah, so we're going to make the standard DC for your level. No, we'll probably make it standard DC for a level 1 crowd. So go ahead and roll against a 15. Well, so I have good news. I rolled a 3 earlier. It's This is higher. It's a 4. And that will, <laughs> that will give me a 4. You know, you, get, you got some smooth talking there, but... <laughs> I, I think it's so pleasant. A lot of people gather around me because it's like, oh, you're in charge. What's going on? Well... You burn an action there. What else would you like to do? <laughs> and I, I'm going to attempt to move through the crowd. And uh, I'm just going to make myself a little bit slower because of it. But I'll head about 40, 40 feet maybe through the crowd as I'm like pushing through. No, no, I'm telling you to leave, to leave. And I figure I had to stand up anyway. So I'm, I, that's good. Yeah, I'm just going to move through the crowd a little bit. As our party rises to action they begin to see the exact scenario. They see a dragonkin man 
with a knife and a ripped piece of fabric. They see a gnoll woman clutching her shirt on the floor. Three people are looking back, panicked, kind of drawing weapons here and there. And one of them whispering a small kobold looking up to the to the dragonkin. It's like, we gotta get out of here. We're supposed to be keeping a low profile. A little lizard folk in the corner going, Hey, there's someone running up towards us now. And Build jumping on a table, giving a threatening look to the group. Which, unfortunately, is a lot louder than the niceties of Jasper on the other side of the room. These people have stood up and drawn their weapons at this point, trying to figure out what they are going to do. They're not very good at keeping their cool. But due to the sound of swords coming out of sheaths, the sound of metal ring into the air, the sound of bows being strung and prepped, it has caused the people in the immediate vicinity to panic and cause a bit of a roar. Jasper, as you try to push through the crowd, I need you to roll me a reflex saving throw. So Please tell there, me it's a one. It, no, it's better. There's a progression of numbers. Three, four, five. But that does give me a 15. <laughs> All right. You are hit by a person trying to run away ever so slightly and due to you kind of moving towards him and him moving towards you it looks like you're about to hit each other possibly causing a tumble but you're able to kind of move your shoulder to the left a little bit to deflect the bow and keep going he ends up on the floor next to you probably gonna have a nice bruise on his shin tomorrow you'll be fine that that's that's nothing so we have six seconds we, we jasper and bilge did say something in during their turn but shu has something if you want to verbally say something i think she would say bilge don't do it <laughs> <laughs> no no i think she's gonna egg you on um, oh yeah you might want to watch that one i know he's really feisty sounds good well just kind of egging you on a bit Mm, yeah. So, good news for Jasper. You have a clear view now of everything going on. Everyone's kind of cleared out of the way. So we are no longer on difficult terrain on the right side of the room. But Shu, you are first to act. What would you like to do? So, Shu's going to realize that there's no talking their way out of this one and is going to take their cloak off as they pass by the first table, kind of dropping it on the table, revealing their bandaged arms with these small metal parts kind of jutting out of some of the bandages, revealing just a little bit of what's below them. She will start running towards the Yusoki rogue that uh, said that it was time to leave, that they had to get out, and blinks out of their view for just a moment, showing up right next to them to their right and delivering a punch straight to their chest that sends them colliding with the table, dealing 14 bludgeoning damage as they you hear the crack of a bone. That includes yes. include the crit damage? For 17 bludgeoning. Seven. Or, yes, 14 bludgeoning, sorry. Goodness gracious. I forgot I'm not arcane cascaded. Is this lethal or not lethal? I should have specified this is non-lethal. Okay. Uh, Shu, Shu always, so well uh, against humanoids, is always going to shoot for non-lethal. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so you punch him, like, right in the jaw. Just that crunch. We have to run away now. <laughs> Just like, oh. 
mid mid sentence just knocked right out. Yeah, he's still up. Oof, Bilge, you're up. Bilge's eyes go wide with excitement as Shu starts his favorite song and dance. <laughs> Bilge loves this, these moments of chaos and, and violence even sometimes. Unable to resist the urge, Bilge pulls out a short sword and a main gauche and just begins to approach the Dragonkin fighter. That's all three actions there. Would you like to That's true. hero point or action point? No, I just want to... I want to test the fighter. Come on, come and get me. As you approach this, there is another monkey folk with a bow currently out. They move in front of the way towards Shen, your your companion, and is going to shoot a bola shot. We are going to crit on the bola shot, which does no damage, (laughs) but... Shen falls to the floor as bullets wrap around his foot. And then this person is going to load a regular crossbow bolt. This Yusuke rogue that you have punched runs to this window, breaks it, and looks like he's about to jump out. Like just Oh, wait! No, I didn't! Oh! So I takes the back of a short sword with the hilt, hits the window with the hilt, not even realize he could have just pushed it open, and then will jump. It looks like the act of jumping out will happen on his next available action. Shen is on the floor. Shen will take out a dagger, cut the bullets around his feet, and third action, he will stand up. Great turn. But the one looking off towards Bilge is holding the dagger right in front of him, and he is going to try to hit Bilge with the hilt of it. It will be a 13 to hit, which will miss, but he he cracks his neck a little bit, and he draws a much larger weapon, some, some form of a single-fanged axe. And we'll take a second strike with the axe in his other hand. It'd be an 18 to hit total. Bilge dips to the side because his AC is 19. He Come on. he missed because he was frightened. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> you're really you're really ruining this guy's career there, Bilge. <laughs> it's my job. This, there is a catfolk amongst this crew is going to run across the table using two actions and with a dagger going to try to hit Bilge, catching him flat-footed, which will certainly miss. There is a cobalt archer here. He's going to like try to tug on the dragon dragonkin's shoulder, like, gotta leave! while also taking a crossbow to Shu. This one is very clearly lethal. Shu, this will be a 21 to hit. Oof, that doesn't that hits me. It's a solid shoulder shot. Please take 3 piercing damage. Oh, that's nothing. I have two more actions left. We are going to move towards the same window that broke. Third action, we are going to Shoot at you one more time with another arrow, which will miss. Jasper, you are up. 
Yasmin is completely confused as to what's going on and why we're fighting, but his crewmate is getting stabbed and his other crewmate is getting shot. So unfortunately, this is now the time. A loud bang erupts all through the bar as Mrs. Locke explodes for the first time that we've seen her. And he's going to attempt to shoot the cat folk rogue in the back. Well... Did a six? <laughs> no. <laughs> Times three. Eighteen. So... I believe a 29 should crit. Oh. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> there are two types of people in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right, roll damage. And with the fatal D10 trait, this is going to end up being 19 damage directly into their back. And the cat folk drops. I, I really do not know why we are doing this. And I will reload. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to plead to the rest of them, please leave. Get out of here. I don't want to kill people. That's a diplomacy, nat 16, which is what the number will be. <laughs> okay. We'll see what happens later. We also have a lizard folk here who is going to run towards Shu. This lizard folk in front of you has two brass knuckles and is just going to try to give you the old one, two. I am going to crit for my first one. And I'm going to crit miss on my second one. So, you know, all things in balance. You take 12 damage from the crit. As he gets a nice That's... punch punch off your jaw, but does like a second punch towards some of the mechanical parts of your arm. That's very confused. <laughs> so, as every the crowd begins to clear, everyone jumps into action. Some of these people with the blue bandanas were able to get a couple of clean shots off. One was able to slow down your monkey companion enough where Shen could not make it into the fight. Others of them begin to surround the party members, but due to a couple well-placed hits, two of them are effectively out of a out of the fight. This poor cat folk that tried to get the better of bilge here, and the other Yusoki nursing a broken jaw and trying to escape out of a window. The main dragon kin fighter has shaken off his his nerve due to the frightened condition and looks like he is prepared to hold his ground but some of the other people are not so sure and you hear this cobalt in the corner like look around and whisper pirates shoo your next act who doesn't say anything just spits out some blood cracks the crossbow bolt that's in their shoulder breathes in breathes out and rolls another crit <laughs> on the lizard folk Jeez. fighter. I feel like I need to videotape my rolls because this is this is ridiculous. I'm so proud. Sorry, I'm gonna have to roll six d six. So just give me a moment. Okay. Here. So in total, <laughs> that would be twenty bludgeoning plus the fourteen thirty four bludgeoning damage in total. Oh my God. I gotta be honest. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you can non lethal. Double. I don't know if you can non-lethal the hydraulic push. You see Shu breathe in, breathe out. Shu takes their hands, pushes them to their center, and then pushes out quickly, touching the lizard folk's chest as a spout of water shoots forth, sending the lizard folk flying back ten feet, laying them onto the ground. As they look over, you can see that they just don't look quite okay. 
as out of their mouth they say, Are we really sure that we want to be doing this? Do you want to end up like him? And Shu's going to look over at the Dragonkin fighter. So you're going to demoralize the Dragonkin, the, the fighter. Yes. He is frightened one again, which takes us to Bilge. So Bilge kind of can take a moment as this Dragonkin kind of looks over his shoulder to do whatever Bilge chooses to do. Bilge is sizing up the fighter. He heard the body drop behind him. He's seen the other fighter flung across the room. I'm sorry about all your friends. <laughs> Wink. Bilge is going to begin to hunt prey. And by prey, I mean the dragonkin fighter. And he's going to prepare an action to strike. If the fighter makes an attack on me, I'm going to hit him first. Is this okay? Yes. He... So as you prepare the strike, you see him raise up this axe in front of you and is about to bring it down. Go ahead and roll your attack roll, and I'm going to roll my attack roll, and we'll see what happens. Bilge manages to work his short sword blade into the opponent's attack, hitting a 16 and rolling some damage as he lethally thrusts the blade in. They started the lethal business for a total of five damage. As you bring the weapon lethally up towards him, he brings his axe right into your shoulder, dealing eight points of slashing damage. And as he does this, there's just this bit of rage as he goes into a rage, gaining some temp HP and will make for his third action another strike which will very barely miss as you're able to parry with your offhand weapon this large blow. At this point, he drops his dagger and probably wonders why he didn't just hold it with two hands. (laughs) Could have done more damage. With that being said, Shen, now back on his feet with a rapier in hand, decides to run up to the other monkeykin person here holding the bow and is going to do a tumble through action by jumping and doing a flip over the other monkey's head landing on the other side when he does a tumble through action he catches his opponent flat-footed and will make two quick rapier strikes the first strike goes straight into this monkey's side causing a a non-lethal wound near his rib cage, but not into any life-threatening spots. But the second attack will be parried by the bow as the as the other monkey swings the bow out of the way. But he does get sneak attack, causing the other creature to go towards his side, blood gushing out, and him slowly starting to lose conscious, but remaining on his feet. The Yusoki rogue up here is going to jump out the window and run the catfuck is dead the cobalt here is going to take a couple i guess take two pot shots at shoe before running out the window with their third action we'll miss and we'll miss two quick shots of desperation as this cobalt runs out the window is like we have to go we have to go we can't be here and jumps out the window who just growls at them as they try to leave as for you are here. We still have two figures in the fight. Against type, Jasper puts the pistol away for his first action, and walking over to the other 
to the cat folk rogue he just shot in the back. He's like, oh no, that was not meant to. That was not meant to. <laughs> I'm going to do a medicine check to see if he can be saved. Or if, if like my medicine is just to be like, oh yeah, he did. Like, you know, I'm, I'm making a check. But if I can, I will battle medicine him. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> well, it's a 25. He is not dead, but he's unsavable. Oh. Oh no. He is going to die within the next 30 seconds. Unless you have some divine intervention, he there there is nothing you can do to, you know, fix the hole in his heart, both literally and figuratively at this point. <laughs> you can help him out with that. <laughs> then who uh, knows a guy? Jasper just holds him. Oh, that's that's fucking sad. It's okay. Jesus. It's okay. It will not hurt for much longer. Just take the gun and end it quickly. I'll remind you, those are resources that are not necessarily cheap. <laughs> Gentlemen, I believe we have found the death. Go, go quietly into that night. Oh, man. And that's going to be it for me. The battle wages on. Shu managing to wield devastating magic through his clockwork arms. Village striking and tailing toe to toe with this dragonkin fighter in front of him. Shen and this other monkey archer beginning to get into fisticuffs in the corner, and Shen leading a devastating blow. The battle is almost over, and two of them have jumped out the window. Where they are going, who knows? But the last thing you saw as they enter into the night was that blue handkerchief with a symbol that now is very pronounced for those who are looking in that direction. A symbol of an eye. Shu, your next act. Shu, looking to kind of end this quickly, tries to clear their thoughts. They're hurting right now, and they're seeing red for sure. Wanting to kind of get out of this situation, they turn around, and with a snap of their fingers, lightning appears between the archer and the fighter need to give you need you to give me two reflex saves for them please as shoe cast electric arc uh, both save are going unfortunately okay well they're still going to take half damage which is only two plus two four electricity damage well that is enough to disperse the monkey here as shoe turns around and snaps their finger that's the spark they need. As their tail comes forward, shoots a small jolt of electricity to the archer and then to the fighter. The archer is just able to jump out of the way, but not fast enough as the electricity grabs them and causes them to fall to the ground. Shu will turn back to the fighter and just walk right behind them very slowly. And that'll be their last, that last action. Bill, your next act. Excellent. Bilge is preparing a what's called a twin takedown, which is not a trip, but a dual strike. One in which the damage total, if both strikes hit, will be totaled together for purposes of resistance and uh, weaknesses. Numbers, numbers, math, 25. He's flat-footed, he's flat -footed, yeah. Mmm, money, money, money. Lots of, lots of crits today. So it looks like Looks like I got two crits. We are looking at a 26 total points of 
slashing and piercing <laughs> oh damage with his twin takedown. Oh no. Describe the brutal kill. Oh, it's super brutal because I can hit him two more times. <laughs> no. I keep stabbing him on the way down. He's already Test dead. me. Test me again. Leave him alone. Yeah, at some point. So, is that an initiative? We're out of combat. At some point, Shu will just grab it, Bilge. Kind of like grab him on the shoulder and just say, Hey, Bilge, he's dead. He almost, Bilge almost snaps back like, like a feral stray dog might until he realizes who's touching him. Sorry, Shu. Jesper, you notice a couple things as the scene is playing in front of you. One, you haven't had a chance to look into the crowd. Most of them are on the other side of the bar at this point, looking like they're heading out of a back door would probably be your guess. You see the woman, the victim in the situation, a female Noel, still clutching, clutching her shirt, overlooking this whole thing. There's still a couple of people talking and yelling and gasping at the scenes, particularly to the three, no, all four of the people dead right now have been critted. This v- brutal visceration of these four people and people that you recognize, people that you may call friends who have enjoyed your company. And Shen kind of looks at Jasper, looks towards the cat folks like, we, we need to go get the uh, stuff. Yes, po- and let's leave. We needed to have never been here, period. Let's go, gentlemen. Shu slowly limp, not limps, but kind of very injured, tries their hardest to hustle with the rest of the group. Jesper knows that they aren't going to get very far on that leg. And expediency is one thing, but Shu is wounded pretty hard. So we're going to make a medicine check just to try to patch th- them up a little bit so we can hit the road. That is... Yeah, no, that that's a 13. We have she will she will kind of push you off and say, "It's fine, Jasper. I, I I'm fine. Just leave me alone. We need to go. We'll, we'll fix it back on the ship. Come on, yeah, grab just, your things. Come on." As as we're leaving, Bilge again apologizes, but then makes a point. I'm sorry, but you all seen it. They drew blade and blood first. And then you run out. Yes. <laughs> you guys head out into the night. Preparing to go to the the Shadows Chimera, your airship, report back to the rest of the crew, deliver the supplies you're able to quickly grab. You see Shen leave the room last, maybe right with Bilge as Bilge says his line, drops a handful of gold on the table before he leaves. As you begin to head there, we're well into the night. People are starting to leave the inn, but also people are starting to gather at the inn. And you're able to slip past the crowd pretty seamlessly. But we move away from the scene of the inn to a broken jawed Yosoki and a kobold running for their lives into the nearby woods of Mantra. They travel a little bit and they arrive at a wooden gate. Seems to have been recently erected up. Quickly doing a secret knock at the gate. The gate opens quickly. On the other side is a knoll. With a scar over his left eye, multiple weapons on his belt, wearing this heavy plate of armor. By the look of it, military, you would guess. Stands over. The Rafuk approaches like, We were attacked! We were attacked! The Cobalt interjects. I think 
it was pirates. I've seen the bounty boards. I think Serenity is here. The gnoll looks down onto the two shorter ancestries in front of him, shakes his head, looks around to a cat folk in the distance with a bow, as well as an assortment of arrows. Burn it down. Burn down the entire town. Ash and Snow uses trademarks and copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Ash and Snow is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo's Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Ash and Snow is published through Skullstone Entertainment LLC. Copyright 2023. What's the what's the age demographic for this show? Cause <laughs> NC seventeen. No, we're 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 PG thirteen plus. We're PG thirteen for legal reasons, but rated R in practicality. We yeah. fade we fade to black a lot of the times, but we know what happened, and it's not pretty, right? That that's how I think about it, at least. Yeah, that's fair. I almost said monkey on monkey action. Hot. <laughs> Hot. all right that's going <laughs> that's going in the blooper oh room. man shen <laughs> tumbles Beast through two backs silverbacks okay dance monkey dance monkey dance monkey yeah 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 it's go time why did i think this fight would be a good idea episode one folks <laughs> episode one <laughs> Sets the stage. This is the most boring part of the podcast. Figuring out how to do initiative effectively. But Chris, math is fun. This is the part that gets cut out and put in the bloopers later. Wait, did you say short sort and a main gauche? Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) Are these Yusoki besides appropriate? We're not gonna question it. <laughs> Wait, what for a short sword? No, like the is it like it, a main gauche, like a like a it's a pairing or something? It's no, no, no. It's a pairing dagger. It's a little oh, thing. Yes, the thing you hold oh, on. Yeah. It's a. It's not oh, a halberd. I I see. That where... makes way more. That makes way more sense. <laughs> no, yes. I pull build... out my two two handed weapons. Yeah. <laughs> like what Dark Souls build bullshit is this? <laughs> Look, the rage. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 really did let you do stuff like that, didn't it? <laughs>